John O'Bean and Sharon. How you doing? Welcome along to the show. John O'Bean and Sharon accept no John and Ben until four o'clock. They're going to be broadcasting live from Melbourne this afternoon because they're over there for a big interview. So uh, we're going to get them from four o'clock. But don't you worry, we've got big interviews for you here as well. In about five minutes time, we're going to have Jason Derulo, the headliner of KFC Edgefest, joining us on the phone. And don't forget, around about 3.30, your chance to get the latest clue for Person X. You could have won $10,000 and had absolutely no idea all this time. So listen out for that clue and get up to date on theedge.co.nz. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. We've got a very special guest, someone way cooler than John and Ben, and he's on the show right now. He is going to be headlining KFC Edge Fest and it is only a month away, which is so exciting. On the phone with us right now, he is headlining KFC Edge Fest and we cannot wait to have him in New Zealand. Jason Derulo, how you doing, Jason? I'm great, I'm great. How y'all doing? Oh, we're very, very excited to have you for KFC Edge Fest. Are you uh, looking forward to getting back down to New Zealand? Oh, yeah, it's been way too long, way too long. I'm super excited. Because I think the last time you were here, you did a show and you fake tanned uh, JJ from our breakfast show's boobs. Is that the last time you've had to do anything uh, weird like that? Oh, uh, shit. Yes, it was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's so, asked you to fake tan hey, their I, boobs? I'll never forget that, though. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she, she said that uh, next time you, you come down, when you come for Edge Fest, that you're more than welcome to do it again if you're still keen. Good idea. I might be able to do that. Oh, wow. She will, I will pass that on. She'll be very, very excited. Now, uh, the cool thing is you are coming back for Edge Fest, and we really want people to come and see you. So uh, what's your live show going to be like? Uh, so I'm actually going to bring a little treat. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, actually premiere a little song over there. Um, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity, actually, you know, to you know bring something brand new that nobody's ever heard before. No way! Um, so I'll be doing that, and obviously... Yeah, and obviously it'll be, I mean, a humongous show. I mean, you know how I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a very, very high energy, um, very sexy show. I'm bringing some of the best dancers in the world, some of the best musicians, so it's going to be a movie. Oh, that is so cool. So people that come to Edge Fest are going to see some brand new Jason Drulo. All your dancers are coming. You're not going to do like what some people do where they just like come themselves and leave all the good stuff behind. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. Yes, that is great news. I promise. Now, uh, the other question I had is uh, last time you were here, this was a a long time ago, and you'd kind of just started out, and you were wearing this, like, black diamond kind of tie bracelet, and uh, you told me that if you ever cracked it big, then you you were going to bring, come back to New Zealand, you're going to give it to me. Am I getting this black diamond bracelet when you come back, or was that just something that you said at the time? Um, I don't remember ever saying that. Do you have it in writing? No! I, I don't know if I have it in writing. I may have it in audio somewhere. Damn it. I thought this was going to be my one time to get a diamond uh, bracelet. I, I think I lost that, which is kind of sad, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, you're lucky. I could have I I just gave it to you and been better off. Yeah, I know. This is, see, this is you're shattering my dreams, but it's okay. I will, I will forgive you. It's fine. Okay, one last question is uh, when you come to New Zealand, what do you want people to bring to the show? Because... Like, we have this big, uh, like, crowd that are coming. Some people like to have signs. They like to have uh, people flashing them. What does Jason Derulo want in the crowd at KFC Edge Fest? Damn, well, all of the above. I mean, you mentioned all those great things. I mean, how can I choose one of them? I mean, <laughs> all of that sounded great. I mean, and just one thing to add to that list, though, make sure you bring your dancing shoes. We're going in. 
Okay, awesome. Well, we look really, we can't wait to have you here back in New Zealand. Uh, if you want to see Jason Drulo, get your tickets now. KFCEdgefest.co.nz. It's going to be one hell of a show. Thank you so much for your time, Jason. Oh, uh, you've got it, darling. Thank you. Jono, Ben, and Sharon. The Edge. In studio with me right now is producer Dan. Now, Hello. producer Dan has been set a challenge this week because yesterday in the office with all the promo girls, he was talking a massive game about how Pink, when she does her acrobatics, which she's going to be doing on her New Zealand tour, which is coming next September, uh, it was a piece of piss. This is a little highlight of the office bants. Yeah, I get that once once she gets up onto the pole, like I can see how that's a bit of an issue, You're getting up onto there. so full of shit. But once she's up there, she's having a good time. No, it's no, so hard. It is so hard. Put it this way. I'd be able to sing and do it. I, I'll tell you right now, Pink would be lip-syncing when she's doing that. She's not. No, she's not. I've seen her live she's in an album. She's definitely not lip-syncing. She's the worst British pop star. You guys are so delusional. So after this, he then came on the radio show with us yesterday and he then proceeded to say that it would be easy and that he could do it. So John and Ben and I set him a challenge that this Thursday, producer Dan would perform at Pink's beautiful trauma album release party in front of a whole lot of Pink fans doing an acrobatic routine whilst lip-syncing a Pink song. Hmm. And you had your first training this morning, Dan. How did it go? I had one last night and this morning. I'm putting everything into it, Sharon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You know, hats off to Pink. It is a little bit hard. Is it hard? So it's a lot harder than you thought it was? No, not really. Like, I... No. Like, do, was, do you still think that it's a piece of piss and you'll be able to do it better than her? Put it this way. Pink would have had hours, days, weeks of practice before she, before she did a world tour. I've had two practices and I've already, I would say, you know, 70% mastered it. What? 70% ma... That's bullshit. I do not believe that for a second. We've actually got some audio of you doing your first practice today. Let's all listen in together and see how producer Dan got on. One, two, three. So this is recorded in producer Dan's pocket. Yes, I have my phone in my pocket. Sounds like you're battling quite a lot. It's hard, yes. It is hard. And it, well, how are you going to sing at the same time? Because it feels like you couldn't even breathe properly while you're doing it. Well, but you've was, got to lip sync What About Us at the same time. Yeah, lip syncing is different to singing, isn't it? Like, I'll be, like, Pink does but it you on. couldn't even like do anything but barely breathe in that clip. Well, you know, these are things I'm going to have to iron out, aren't they, on the day, Sharon? Well, you've already, it's Tuesday. You're doing this on Thursday. Well, you haven't given me much lead-in, have you? You've given me two days. You said you didn't need longer than that. We've given you four days. You've got four days to practice. You've so got to master this at the album release party on Thursday night. Thursday night. Is that how long I've got? Yes. Thursday night, 6 o'clock. It's going to be going down, and we will present it to everybody on Friday. So uh, any feedback that you'd like to send Dan's way, text at 33343 right now. Prepare to be blown away. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Don't want to brag, Sharon, but we're in Melbourne only five minutes today, and already we got on a TV show. It was border security, but still, it still counts, right? Which one of you guys were caught smuggling drugs in there? <laughs> We actually had, what we took through was this flower cannon for something we were doing and a lot of white powder. I was surprised <laughs> the cannon resembles like a missile launcher. We came through with at least two kilograms of white powder. A flower? No one stopped us. <laughs> ben smuggled quite a lot of heroin into Australia. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. We actually just finished interviewing um, Hamish and Andy and it was like looking at a... Um, you know, like a before and after shot of right career decisions. <laughs> oh, 
well, the good news is uh, if you want to see that interview, it'll be on the TV show this week. But do you know what? There is a TV show that's making headlines uh, not for smuggling drugs like your one is. Uh, there is a TV show called Rick and Morty. Now, you may have seen this cartoon. It is huge around the world, and it is currently uh, on Netflix. And there is a scene in it which has caused a riot in a McDonald's over in L.A. So it's all about some Szechuan sauce, which was a sauce that McDonald's had back in the 90s. This is a little bit of Rick and Morty talking about it. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Yeah, I'd like to get a 10-piece McNugget and uh, a bunch of the Szechuan sauce, like as much as you're allowed to give me. In, in 1998, they had this promotion for the Disney film Mulan, where they where they, they, they created a new sauce for the McNuggets called Szechuan sauce, and it's delicious. And then they got rid of it, and now it's gone. This is the only place we're going to be able to try it is in my memory. Do either of you guys watch Rick and Morty? I've never seen Rick and Morty. It's but really popular. Szechuan sauce sounds, as a sauce lover and a condiments <laughs> lover, sounds incredible. Like, I'm, I'm Best Foods mayonnaise, I would riot for Best Foods mayonnaise. Oh. If they ran out of Best Foods mayonnaise, yeah, the full fat shit, that's right. <laughs> I I would take lives. Oh, well, so, me, would me, me, so would I. Remember when New Zealand freaked out when we ran out of Marmite? Oh, yeah. Marmageddon. <laughs> so, so what happened was there was a freak out about it. Okay, let me tell you the story. So Rick and Morty, they had that scene, the Szechuan sauce kind of happened, and then McDonald's obviously saw it, and they're like, hey, this is going mental after that episode. So McDonald's then sent a bucket of Szechuan sauce to the people that created Rick and Morty, and they, like, put it on social media. Then social media picked it up and were like, we want Szechuan sauce! And so they went mental. There was memes and everything. It was going viral. So McDonald's said, fine, at this one McDonald's in L.A., we're going to bring back Szechuan sauce just for all of you Rick and Morty fans. And so they bought it back, but they didn't think anyone would actually turn up and they only got 20 packets of the sauce. So then those 20 packets then got put into a lottery because there were lines around the block to get these packets of sauce. And when the sauce ran out, people started chanting for more Szechuan sauce and then they started rioting for a thing of sauce, which is ridiculous if you ask me. It's not ridiculous. If you're a fan of condiments, a riot <laughs> is, is the least of your problems. And it's Ronald. Ronald clearly knows how to uh, compensate for his giant feet. He didn't take into account how to compensate for all the Szechuan sauce fans. Oh, I mean, I would riot if they didn't bring back the barbecue bacon cheeseburger. But that, hey, that's just me. But have you guys ever done anything crazy when you've just completely fanned out and got to the point where you're almost rioting over some sauce? Well, no, not riding over sauce. I was a big fan of Piero Cameron, the basketballer, when I was a child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Piero Cameron. Was, you, you know Piero Cameron, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Uh, and it got to the stage where uh, after a game I waited outside the gymnasium for him and uh, he got in his car and I followed him home on my bike. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, you would have been miles behind him on the, in, in your I bike. I tried to follow him <laughs> home on my bike. You Turns out that was the moment I learnt cars quite consi considerably faster than your push bike. Oh, my God. Okay, 0800 The Edge will text us now to 3343. It was half a stalk. Half a stalk. It was no a full stalk. <laughs> it's a full stalk. 0800 The Edge will text to 3343 right now. When did you fan out way too hard? Get us your calls in. We've got some prizes for the best ones as well. Elish, what was yours? I got so excited when my friend's dad dressed up like Barney that I weed myself and then jumped on his back. What? So that you were so, how old were you at the time? You were so excited to see Barney the dinosaur that you actually peed yourself. It was last like, week. Yeah. No, I was 10. Oh, you were 10 years old. Okay, so still, that's really old to be what? doing that for Barney. What? <laughs> what did Barney, Barney leave after that or did he just like carry on talking to the kids covered in urine? 
Um, I think it was just kind of like a moment of silence where everyone was way too embarrassed for me. Oh, man. I I hope that you never meet Beyonce or something, eh? Because I am very concerned (laughs) of what you will do. (laughs) I know. It's probably not the worst thing that's happened to Barney the dinosaur, I imagine, over the years. That's true. That's I mean, it true. was my friend's dad, so I don't think he could ever look at me in the eye. Oh, I reckon your friend's dad's been peed on before. Yeah, hopefully. That's, oh, okay. That's in a guess. dinosaur costume? Oh, yeah, yeah in a dinosaur happens. costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have needs. Definitely. Hey, Kate, what was your big fan out moment? Big fan out moment was when I lost the Master Food Sweet Chili with Honey Sauce, R.O.P. Um, it's been gone off the shelves for a few years now, but I had to email Lynch Master Foods because I was pretty upset and, like, hopefully they'd send me some old stock. They had nothing left. It was really sad. Oh. <laughs> did you Did you email Master Foods, the conglomerate, to go, could you send me some expired product so well, potentially no, I could take out a lawsuit for you? Up. You never asked for freebie straight up. I was kind of implying I wanted a freebie, but they had nothing. They gave me nothing. They just said, nah, sorry, it's gone. Oh. It was a sad day. What Can I just break-, break it? That's like an ex-boyfriend that won't have ex-sex with you. That is just torment. <laughs> do you know Master Foods? Do you know how you end up with so many different types of oregano in your cupboard? <laughs> For yeah. no, Master no, I've got. I must have 58 <laughs> bottles of Master Foods. Why? I've never even used them. No, you know I'll why? Throw them all away. I used, work, I used to work in a pizza shop and they had special oregano, so maybe somebody's just... Uh, Disguising it as that, Jono, and it's actually something else. Yep, yeah, that's I'm probably where you keep your weed, Jono. That's what Sharon's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jono, Ben, and Sharon. The edge. Jono, over the weekend, you got into quite a heated uh, argument. I did. Uh, now, this, I'd like to say, this is not a sanctioned story. Oh, <laughs> someone found out that Jono's New Zealand's usher. Well, yes, I can <laughs> sing and dance. <laughs> and I'm trying to work out what that meant. Yeah, I am I'm quite a good mover. I'm talking about the herpes scandal. That's what I'm and talking about. He's also very good at showing you to your seats. Uh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm still talking about the herpes scandal. It was a joke, guys, about herpes. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Sunday morning, okay, yeah. I get out I get out of my house. Yeah. I'm just walking out. Um, I'm just going to get like clear the mailbox. I haven't done it in three or four days. I think New Zealand Post only come once every six months now. <laughs> so I walk out there, and then there's a guy. I won't say he's old, but he's old. <laughs> he's walking a dog. He says to me, when was the last time you mowed, and I'm going to replace swear words with fun words, when was the last time you mowed your balderdash lawn? What's a balderdash lawn? That I'll sounds like th- a real rich thing. I'll, I'll I'll let you, I'll let you think. Oh, what so the this word was is. a swear word. That was oh. a balderdash. Was a swear word. Okay, okay. I was like, "Who the William Shatner are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "So is your lawn long? It's it's three or four weeks <laughs> right, so it is. And he was like, "Poo on a stick." <laughs> When was the last time you mowed your lawn? And I'm a little hungover. This is 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm having a screaming match with some old git who's, who's walking his dog. I'm like, it was two weeks ago. It wasn't two weeks ago, I lied. Okay. He was like, bull barnacles it was two weeks ago. And uh, then I was like, who the dag nabbit do you think you are? And he's like, all right, corn mutton corn nuts. I'm a rate payer. And I... I am a ratepayer. A ratepayer. Let's say this stage, the argument has got to the, you know, the the level, the vocal level of Jen sticking her head out the window going... Oh, you guys out by the road too, are you? We're on the middle of the road. It's a quiet Sunday morning. (laughs) 
And uh, she's sticking her head out the window going, who are you abusing? <laughs> and she looks at this lovely old man with the dog and she's like, leave the old man with the dog alone. <laughs> I'm like, he's having a go at our, God for sake, he's having a go at our corn nuts lawn. She's like, well, you do need to mow it. It's been a while. Oh. And so that afternoon I mowed the lawns. <laughs> oh, <did> you? <laughs> you felt guilty? I felt guilty. I, I walked away from there. You know when you have like a heated confrontation with someone and that, it just sticks in your head? You yeah. can't get it out of your head. And I was like, I was right. I know I was right. I was right. It's my lawns. I can do what I want. And then I kept walking outside and I was like, maybe he was right. No, no, no. I <laughs> no, was right. No. And I... I did that about half a dozen times. Ended up mowing the lawn at four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, mate, I tell you what, we, we got one of those down, one down our neighbours as well. And Jesus, don't you just want to kick him in the balls? I did that as well. Did you? Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, uh, I kicked him in the corn nut, Sharon. Uh, hopefully, he's not listening right now. But if he is, there's going to be a real corn nut fight on Sunday. <laughs> Jono, Ben, and Sharon. The edge. Time to open up. Oh, sorry. Jono's waving his arms around like an inflatable, wacky arm-waving guy outside a car yard. What's going on? No, it just felt like I was having a stroke down my left arm. Oh, right. So I was Are just okay? shaking it. To, I was shaking it to make sure it still can move. Turns out. The heart problems, they're teetering, <laughs> right. haven't taken full effect. I you thought better it was be important. joking, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't even joke about it. That's coming out of... Don't, don't joke uh, about this. Call the ambulance. No, <laughs> Shut up. Okay, Shut let's up. do That'd this. That'd be a fun radio break, though, having oh, a heart attack no, live on no, air. No, it wouldn't. Let's do <laughs> the... Jonathan, fun for no one. It'll you be a shush. captivating bit of audio. You shush. We're gonna I've do... been up the people's court. Okay, finally. Now stop dying and focus here, Jonathan. This is the people's court. The people are real. The cases are real. The judges are not real. Okay, today's People's Court. Now, this is where we get your problems. We get you on the phone. We take advantage of them, and then the list of pals listening become the jury, and they decide who is right and who is wrong in a situation. Now, to give you a bit of a rundown today, uh, the People's Court is between two best friends. One of them is engaged and has been with her boyfriend for about five years, whereas the other has just started dating a guy on Tinder, which turns out to be her friend's ex-boyfriend from five years ago. So, Bianca who is the one that is engaged, wants Lauren to stop dating him, but Lauren really likes him and thinks Bianca needs to get over it. So we've got Lauren and Bianca on the phone right now. Bianca, what's your big problem with uh, Lauren dating your ex? Um, she, well, for starters, is one of my best friends and she knew our whole relationship in and out. I just think it's weird that she's now dating him. Okay, and Lauren, what do you think about this? I feel like she should know, like, we are best friends and surely she should be supportive of, like, the fact that I finally found someone who, you know, like, I really get along with and I really like and I understand where she's coming from, but, like, if I didn't have really strong feelings for him, I wouldn't I wouldn't be pushing back on it, you know? Yeah, that's, okay. I think that's a fair call, but, but Bianca... Here's a, here's a hypothetical situation. Okay. Okay? Sharon. Yes. Your ex-boyfriend. Yep. We bump into him. <laughs> Yeah, maybe at our TV show because you guys hired him to work for you. Because <laughs> he might he might work at our TV show. Yes, are we allowed to talk to him? You guys already do talk to him. Remember, okay. are we are we allowed to have selfies with him? Oh, well, that is your. I don't care. <laughs> okay, are we allowed to <laughs> catch up for a beer on Friday with him? You could do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. Uh, 
Because <laughs> oh, no, it sounds like you're not cool with it, but okay, no, we'll do, do it. Do you know what? I am, I am actually, I am not proud to say it, but I am team Bianca on this one. Because you don't want to be running into this person that you had a horrible breakup with. Can you imagine, Jono, if you had to go and sit down and your ex-girlfriend was dating one of your friends and you got, had to go on a double date with you and Jen? I can't imagine that, Sharon, because I don't have an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I married the only lady who showed a little bit of interest in me. <laughs> well played, Jono, well played. See, you are you, such an asshole. You avoid this situation now. Well done. Okay, well, what are you... Okay, let's find out. 0800 The Edge will text to 3343. Should Lauren have to stop dating Bianca's ex of five years ago? You're in charge of the People's Court, so let us know what you think. Adrian, you've got your two cents as jury member number one. What do you think? Uh, well, I think that Bianca should let her best friend have her boyfriend now, even though they're ex, but you should get the boyfriend on the phone to see if he's just trying to get back at her, his, his ex. Ooh, that is a good angle, Adrian. Maybe he is just trying to mess with her before she gets married. I am ve- I'm very, very intrigued about this. All right, Adrian, thank you so much. Let's, good on you, Adrian. Let's go to Kobe on 900 The Edge. Dream member number two this afternoon for the People's Court. What do you think? Should Lauren have to break up with Bianca's ex? Or does Bianca just have to bite the bullet and accept the relationship? I think she just needs to bite the bullet and accept the relationship. Depends on if she left him or he left her after five years of relationship. Well, would you would you want to be hanging out with your ex-girlfriend all the time? No, I won't. <clears throat> if I left her, I can't choose. Then I must just then I must bite the bullet and hang out with her with my best friend. There's not, a, there's not a biting of bullets going on, right? Who invented biting the bullet? <laughs> well, hey, man, you'd bite the bullet. Well, that sounds like a very dangerous act. <laughs> yeah. okay. You're saying I should bite some live ammunition. Yeah, Am I yeah, correct? bite the bullet. Well, let's hit up the text machine on 3343 as well and see what you guys think. People are saying, hell no, she should not have to hang out with her ex-boyfriend all the time. Uh, she definitely needs to break up with him. But I'm going to say it. I'll, I'll put my hand up and say Bianca and I are wrong because... 90% of the feedback says that she needs to just accept it, get over it, and let Lauren be happy with her ex. Oh, okay. And are people saying that we should hang out with your ex-boyfriend this Friday night? There's people all good with that, Shaz? You... There seems to be a delay across the Tasman. Yeah, are you there, Shaz? Think, Come on in, Sharon. Can we hear you? So there seems to be a connection problem. Yeah. Aren't, Sharon? Aren't you guys going to be hanging out at the Small Dick Society this weekend anyway? So you'll see them there? No, the Small Dick Society is the following weekend. Oh, okay. We've actually got our AGM. I've got the minutes from the last meeting okay. and the first order of affairs. Does everyone still have Small Dicks? Yeah. Yes. Okay, we can get on with the meeting. Very short minutes for the Short Dick Society. Man, you guys are going to see a lot of each other. Well- Once a month at the catch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, what a laugh this conversation turned out to be. The People's Court is officially <laughs> closed. John Ovin and Sharon. The Edge.